When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The first game week of FPL is drawing to a close. Today, it is already time to have a look at my transfer plans for FPL game week two. What is up everyone, FPL Harry in today. As always, it is our game week two transfer plans. For anyone who is new to the channel, this is a series I do every single week on a Sunday evening. As soon as the football is finished, I have a look at my team. I talk about some reactions to the games we've had. I talk about potential transfers I'm thinking of making going into the next game week, of course, which the deadline is on Friday. Before we dive in, if you haven't already, please make sure you've liked the video. Please make sure you have subscribed as well. Thank you all for the preseason support. 73,000 subscribers is crazy to me, but let's dive in. This is how my team is currently lining up for game week two. So the Pickford Turner rotation is going to happen. I am going to start Turner in game week two at home to Sheffield United and bench Pickford away at Aston Villa. Now Pickford was quite unfortunate not to get a clean sheet in game week one, but he does feel like one of those players that I'm thinking maybe was a bit of a mistake in my team selection in game week one. In defense, we have Chilwell, we have Saliba, we have a Stupinan, all with away fixtures. That's the thing with this team. A lot of them had home fixtures in game week one, so now a lot of those are away, but I'm still pretty happy with that back three. Moving into midfield, Bakaya Saka, we have Marcus Rashford, we have Brian Mbwemo, Bruno Fernandes, and Gabriel Martinelli as well. Very happy with this midfield five. At time of recording, it is just about to be kickoff between Brentford and Tottenham, so I know that Brian Mbwemo is starting He's actually starting up front in a front two with a back five for Brentford. Then Erling Haaland and Ollie Watkins as my front two. Erling Haaland currently with the captaincy armband. Bakaya Saka, after his goal in game week one, is my vice captain as well. Now, I do my best. This is a slightly different video as maybe we'll do every week throughout the season. I do my best to not use a transfer in game week one. And I think that goes for a lot of you as well. If you don't need to use a transfer, if you don't have an injured player, a suspended player, or a player you actually really, really believe you made a big, big mistake on, in game week one, then I think it is best to roll your transfer. Looking at my squad, there's not loads of players that I don't want to have in my team next week. There are some players that I am keeping my eye on and I would like to transfer in. That's really what we're going to talk about in this video. So there are three real players that I'm considering transferring in and then we'll talk about a few others in a moment as well. The first one is Alvarez of Manchester City. Now I didn't go with more than one Manchester City player in my game week one team because I'm just too scared of rotation every single week. However, of course Kevin De Bruyne has picked up what looks like a pretty bad injury in game week one, which will rule him out probably till at least the end of September, which will get you, you know, at least five or six game weeks without him. And it does seem that Julian Alvarez is the one who's most likely to play that role. It does massively boost his minutes. I think it also does some good things for Phil Foden as well, because he can play in that attacking midfield role. But I do think it's Alvarez who generally gets the most boost. I actually was very surprised that he was only 6.5 million when I went to check. I thought they'd, you know, make his price a little bit higher predicting these sorts of situations 
situations when either Haaland or De Bruyne got injured and then Alvarez straight away becomes a fantastic option. Now, I don't necessarily think I'm going to do it this week because to get to him, I'd either have to upgrade from my 4.5 million forward and I only have half a million in the bank, so I couldn't do that. Or I would downgrade from Ollie Watkins, but Ollie Watkins has Everton at home, whereas Alvarez has Newcastle at home. Newcastle did look pretty good in game week one, so I'm not necessarily certain I'm going to go there straight away. But if De Bruyne does get confirmed, he's going to be out until the end of September. I think Alvarez at 6.5 is a fantastic option. Next up is a goalkeeper transfer, and I cannot believe I'm considering a goalkeeper transfer so early on. But Kepa is being linked heavily with Real Madrid. It might even be confirmed by the time that you watch this. And if Kepa doesn't start for Chelsea in game week one, well, that might give us all the confirmation we need. And then Sanchez looks like he's going to be the number one goalkeeper for Chelsea if that does go through with Kepa going to Madrid. At 4.5 million, a Chelsea goalkeeper with the fixtures they do have on the horizon would be really nice. And it would be a simple move off Jordan Pickford, who I do think is a mistake in my team. Again, do I want to do that for game week two? Probably not. I'm quite happy playing Turner at home to Sheffield United in game week two, whereas Chelsea go away to West Ham. So I'd probably wait until game week three just to get a little bit more confirmation that Chelsea wouldn't be signing another first choice keeper and to make sure Kepper is moving on. And the final one is Richarlison. And looking at the lineup for Spurs that's about to start, it does look like Richarlison is going to be playing out front as the number nine alongside Son on one side Madison and Kulusevski as the creators as well the only thing again is in game week two they play Manchester United at home and I don't necessarily have a really easy route to go and get him into my team if Mbwemo is going to be playing up front I don't necessarily think I want to go and sell him at 6.5 that could be really nice Bruno Fernandes, potentially I could downgrade from him to go and get him. We'll wait and see how he does in game week one on Monday night. Martinelli, I could also downgrade, but Martinelli looks so, so good in game week one. I have no real need or interest in selling him in my FPL team. Although if I did downgrade one of these guys, maybe I could go and upgrade my 4.5 million forward all the way up to Julian Alvarez. So that is something I'm considering as well. I'm not going to sell Bakaya Saka and I'm pretty certain I'm not going to sell Marcus Rashford as well. So if I wanted Richarlison, it would be in Buemo, Bruno Fernandes or Martinelli that I would have to take out of my team. And then actually three players that people are really talking about and actually some of the most highly transferred in players that I'm not considering for my team at all at the moment. The first up is Nathan Ake. He picked up an assist, which was then ruled out. He did get a clean sheet and I think a bonus point for Manchester City. Five million for a Manchester City defender does look great. But I am just so concerned about the rotation there. He played on that left centre-back role, but Gavardio will want some time in that team. Diaz and Stones were both out as well. So when they come back, they are locks in that Manchester City defence. So I just don't necessarily think that Nathan Ake is going to be nailed to play for Manchester City every single week. And even at 5 million, you can go and get the likes of one of the Arsenal defenders. You could go and get a Stupinan as well. I just don't think the attacking threat is there. Combined with clean sheets, combined with not being nailed... I don't think it's enough over some of the other options we've got. The next one is the Newcastle attack generally and defence as well as being very highly transferred in. But Isaac, the real one that people are looking at after two goals in game week one against Aston Villa. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great option. And later on in the season, when their fixtures are nicer, we may well be buying into them. Although when their fixtures turn nicer, it coincides with Champions League starting. And Newcastle are seeded quite low in the Champions League pool. So they will likely have a very difficult group. That means there's likely to be rotation when they're only playing one of Isaac or Wilson in their lineup. And between now and then, they have really difficult fixtures, right? So Manchester City away in game week two. People are mass transferring Watkins out to Isaac when Watkins has Everton at home and Isaac has Manchester City away. I do not understand. Liverpool at home in game week three. Brighton away, then Brentford at home. 
Four really difficult fixtures. They are bottom for attacking fixture difficulty and defensive difficulty over the next four. I'm not going near Newcastle yet. I might miss some price rises, but with those fixtures, I just don't think it's worth it. And then finally is the Liverpool attack. And Darwin at the moment, before the game has started, is the most transferred in. But he has also not been pictured in training so far last week. He might be fine. He might play. He might be on the bench. I don't know the lineup yet. But 7.5 million for Darwin and the Liverpool attack is so difficult to predict who is it going to be that's going to start. Now, if you can get to Salah, great. He's going to play every week. That Bournemouth at home fixture looks great until you pick a Liverpool forward who then doesn't start in that. Now, if one of them looks great in game week one, then we might consider it. But I'm pretty certain I'm not going to use a transfer going to any of those Liverpool assets for that Bournemouth. The home fixture of just hide behind a sofa because I think the rotation is too much. Plus, then they go away to Newcastle in game week three, which is an incredibly difficult fixture. Aston Villa at home in game week four looked hard, but then... Mings looks like he's out for a long time, which does weaken their defence as well. So I'm not sure how difficult that's going to be. Wolves at home in game week five as well is an interesting one. They are okay defensively, but they've just sacked their manager. So we don't know quite what we're going to get from them. I just don't want to buy a Liverpool attacker for Bournemouth at home when I don't know who's going to start. So just to wrap up, basically I am considering both Richarlison and Alvarez and Sanchez as three real contenders to be brought into my team over the next couple of weeks. I don't think, unless I get an injury or you know suspension in maybe one of the Manchester United players, that I'm really going to do it for game week two. Game week three comes around, Bruno Fernandes down to Richarlison and then potentially going from my 4.5 million all the way up to Julian Alvarez is something that I'm considering, but price changes would quickly lock me out of those two transfers. So I'm pretty certain that I'm not going to make a transfer going into game week two. I would advise all of you to do the same as well. There's not that much that can really change after one week unless you have that injury or suspension. So pretty certain we'll just do with this. There are players that I'm keeping an eye on. I would be wary of buying Newcastle players into your team. Let me know what you think. Any questions about your team as well? I know there's loads of questions at the start of the season, so drop them all in the comment section down below and I'll do my best to answer as many as I can before the next deadline. There'll be a five players to buy video midweek. Then there'll be a team selection video as well later on this week. Thank you all for watching. Like if you haven't already. 1,000 likes on the video is always the aim. Subscribe if you are new around here as well. And I'll be back again very soon. Podcast Network.